How are you all doing? Good? Looking forward for lunch together. We're having lunch? Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> So can I, I tell you a little bit of a, what I, I've been through this week? Please, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I've been thinking a lot about Passover, of course. And I, last Sunday I told you, think about it. You know, it's a very important time, very important week. You know, and I've been thinking a lot about, it's probably the first Passover, the deliverance from Egypt, Exodus, is probably one of the most referenced events in the Bible. Okay, and it's all pointing to Christ coming, being crucified, being resurrected. But what I talked about last Sunday that I keep thinking about, and it's been like really, I think that the Lord is speaking to me through my readings, my class, and everything, is just the human tendency to hijack everything that God does. You know, like you have the flood, and God said, I'm going to start all over again. Right after that, what happens? The Tower of Babel. So if God floods the earth again, we're going to have a place to run to. We're going to escape. Or it was also maybe the beginning of religion that eventually became Babylon, right? And God said, okay, I'm going to divide your attempt to create a name for yourself. I'm going to destroy it. So every time that we try to produce something, God has to come and deal with it. Right? So I'm going to read a little bit out of Exodus. I don't think I read this last Sunday. But we, we even talked a little bit about this Thursday night after we were reading the Psalms. And just how I want... I'm asking the Lord, please be loud and clear with me. I don't want to come up with my own ideas when I don't hear you. When you're not speaking to me, I don't want to run to create something in the flesh. Right? So this is Exodus. And the Lord is like giving the, the, the sign of the Sabbath and all of that, then verse, uh, chapter 32, we go, Now when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, so they were like camping by the, the Mount Sinai and building the tabernacle. They were busy. They were doing things. And manna falling every week, every day, right? So they, they were like experiencing the cloud by day, the, the pillar of fire by... I mean, God was right there with them. 
Then Moses went up to the mountain, and because they could not wait for 40 days, this is what happens. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God who will go before us. It couldn't be more clear than this, right? This is our nature. I'm not blaming the Israelites. I'm saying that I have to watch my nature of I'm going to make a God for myself. <laughs> Come make a God who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. We do not know if he's going to come down from the mountain or not. I mean, you're forgetting, you're forgetting maybe a, about a year of God's dealings. All these signs and wonders. The ten plagues, the party of the sea. You're forgetting everything. Just because of 40 days, Moses was not there for you. We do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Tear off the gold rings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. Then all the people tore off the gold rings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took this from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made it into the molten calf. And they said, this is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Do you understand why in the New Testament it says that our mind is enmity against God? Yeah. This is our God. And it's, it's funny here that he used a, a graven tool and then later when Moses comes down really angry said, I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just threw the gold there and out came the scarf. I mean, it took, it took some thinking. It took a lot of work. It took time. Bring all the gold. Okay, I'm going to make this graving tool. But this is what really shocks me. This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Now when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. So the next day they rose early and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down and, to eat and to drink and rose up to play. It was a party. It was a celebration. It makes me think, how 
quickly do I forget what God has done? And how quickly do I, I find a solution? Let's make a God for ourselves. I'm going to jump back to Genesis 17. This is So this is kind of a similar thing, you know, Abraham was ready to listen to the Lord, leave his family, leave his, the country that he grew up in, and then the Lord promised him a son. But when he could not see a way or Sarah that this is going to work, let's do something ourselves. Let's produce something that with our own resources. Here, take my slave and, and have a son. And then uh, Genesis 17, 15. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and I will indeed, uh, indeed I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be born to a man 100 years old? And will Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. What is the, the point here for me is we like to be able to produce something. And everything that we produce, we get attached to and we grow to like it. And we ask God, God, can you just keep me with this little thing that I did, this little idol? this little answer to your word that I produced. Lord, help us. You know, help us because we are celebrating actually the fulfillment of Passover. And what Passover has to mean to us is from A to Z, from Alpha to Omega, he did everything. You know, what happened was God was never looking for a religion. He was looking for a relationship. Amen. He was always looking for a relationship. He, he, Abraham was a friend of God. He would come and talk to Abraham. And then he brought Moses and then the tabernacle and then the law. The, the law meaning the Torah, not the law. Torah means the teaching. The teaching was to lead us to a relationship. 
Then you take that and make that into a law where you divide yourself from each other and you compare and you judge. And then you make all the sacrifices and you make the temple more important than a relationship with God. And then God has to come and remove everything. I'm going to get rid of the temple. I'm going to get rid of the sacrifices. I'm going to get rid because the fulfillment of all of that, and that's what we're reading in Hebrews, is Christ. He's greater than the temple. He's greater than the sacrifices. He's greater even than the Levitical order of priests. Because from beginning to end, I'm not going to share my glory with anybody. It's not by your own efforts that you're going to achieve anything in your relationship with God. It's only going to be by faith in what He has done. This to me is like, I'm in awe, in one sense, because I, we are free, right? It was for freedom's sake. Where is it? Galatians 5, right? It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Don't try to go back don't allow yourself, don't allow your mind to take you back to thinking that you're going to do something when he has done everything. Galatians 5, just one, just first verse. I'm going to continue because this is so cool. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision... Christ will be of no benefit to you. So he's writing for these Gentiles that they were like trying to become religious. You know, I know, now we need to get circumcised. Now we need to follow this. Now we need to follow that. And he said, hey, if you, if you try to do that in the flesh, you're disconnecting yourself from Christ. You're actually taking, you're, you're, you're building another golden calf. <laughs> Basically, that's what I understand here. You know, you, you're, you're forgetting what, everything, everything that he has done already. And you're trying to build something for yourself, for your name. Do it yourself. Hmm? Do it yourself. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I can do it myself. Like my, my, my little daughter. I can do it myself. And I, I was just trying to help. You're a busy guy, God. I, I can, I can <laughs> yeah, God, I know that you have a whole universe to take care of. Let me take care of my life. And they said, no, 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 no. I want the relationship. I want to be a part of your day-to-day -day life. I want to be a part of everything that you're going through. You don't need to run independently. And try to accomplish or even try to reach me by building a tower. By being religious. 
I, I heard something this week that I've never heard before. And it's called John's Great Commission. I don't know if you, anybody has heard that before. We always hear about the, the Great Commission, right? The Great Commission is, you can find one in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So we all know that. And we are so quick to try to make disciples. But who, who is the role model of disciple? Jesus. Jesus. And he said, I only hear, I only speak what I hear my father say. I only do what my father does. You know, if you are abiding me, my words are abiding you, you're going to bear fruit. But... The moment that you disconnect, yeah. that vine is going to start drying up. And no fruit, and no, I mean, at least no fruit that we want. <laughs> we can have a lot of Ishmael's, <laughs> a lot of golden caps, but that's not what we want. So th this is what I heard, this, read about this week, John's Great Commission. It's not about making disciples, but it's about relating to the Father. And look at this. So many the the be careful how I say this. There's one word that in Greek that's used several times here in these passages. That is S, A-S. Just like in the same manner, okay? So he says, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. So he's saying here, just like, like the Father sent him, he sent you. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. The first one was John 17, 18. This is John 20, 21. Now John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you that you also love one another. John 15, 9, Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you, abiding my love. If I can just learn this, and just learn to abide in Him, and not try to run and produce something, but abiding this relationship. John 13, 15. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Just the same. In the same manner. Just like I washed her feet. That's what you're supposed to do. 
wash one another's feet. John 6, 57. As the living Father sent me, and I live before of the Father, so he who eats me, he also will live before because of me. So the communion, like, you know, it says, do this in remembrance of me. What are we remembering? That he did it. <laughs> that it's done. There is nothing left for us to do except to believe, except to learn to abide in him. You know, and so when we come in and eat and drink, we are saying, Lord, I cannot go a day without you. But there is nothing that I need except you. And I don't want to produce anything in my flesh. I don't want to produce another idol. I don't want to produce another Ishmael. I don't want to produce a golden calf that I'm going to call my God who brought me up from Egypt. <laughs> because then he's going to have to come and deal with it. And I, you know, in, in my class this week I was writing about that I said I think I've seen enough Ishmael's <laughs> I've seen enough of the human efforts of us or my nature trying to produce something and I'm saying I'm, 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 I'm going to say Lord I want to learn to wait on you what is that verse I think it's uh, Isaiah. Isaiah 30, 15, I think. Let me see. For thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, In repentance and rest you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength but you were not willing. Uh, Isaiah 30, 15. This is, if there's one thing that I want to learn how to repent of, is this inability to just live in these two sentences. In repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you were not willing. So the, the, the whole point here is the prophet was warning them. Repent. Repent is shuvah. Return. Go back to the Lord. You know, don't put your trust in the temple. Don't put your trust in the sacrifices. Don't put your trust in what you think you're doing right. You have to go back to the relationship. And then if you don't, God's going to come and judge you. That was the message of Isaiah, right? And then they were, no, we're fine. We have a, this alliance with Egypt, <laughs> 
You know, they're going to come and save us from God, from God's judgment. You know, and Lord, help us. So this is Passover freedom deliverance comes with this danger. Like we, we saw in, the, in Exodus, you know, how quickly we tend to forget. And then we, we start doing something in ourselves. And that's why I want to, this is a, a memorial. The communion table is a memorial. It's like a, a, a reminder that, you know, there's one verse here. He says, well, Luke 22, and when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup, which is poured out for you, is a new covenant in my blood. I'm going to read John 6, 57 one more time. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who eats me, he also will live because of me. The life that we want is the life in him. Nothing else. So Lord, help us. Give us the strength. Give us the, the wisdom. The perception and how to live each day with you, depending on you. You know, one, one of the things that Christ did that was probably the first time was to relate to God as a father. And that's why they crucified him, basically, right? But then in, in John 20, 17, Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not as yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, and my God and your God. This is huge. This is after he was resurrected and he was, you know, the ladies or the Mary, some of them were like holding on to him and saying, hey, stop clinging to me. I need to go. I need to go to my father and your father. To my God and your God. So we, we enter this relationship, Lord, and we, I, I refuse and I repent of trying to produce anything in the flesh and help us, guide us moving forward. Keep us from producing Ishmael's father, please. <laughs> Amen.